Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Mel. Hey, Taylor. What kind of dog loves to take bubble baths? <laughs> what kind? A shampoodle. <laughs> shampoodle. Welcome back! Bark, bark, hello! To the Floof and... Oh, book, book, hello. I always forget book, book, hello. Welcome back to the Floof and Papa podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We're here today to talk about dogs, floofs, puppers. With... Pufferinos. Me, Melanie Bolivan. Oh, okay, just announce yourself first then. That's polite. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> T! You can tell I'm the sassiest of the two hosts. And Taylor, that's me. That's Luigi. That's- Luigi's my go-to character on Mario. What's yours? Uh, Peach, generally. Yeah, because you're a lady. You're a lady. Yeah, but I like Luigi. Sometimes I go Waluigi if I'm feeling a little bit evil. Oh, yeah. Fair. (laughs) Waluigi. (gasps) That wasn't bad. That was actually the best I've ever done it. Thank you. (laughs) I'm glad we caught that today. Do you have a story to tell (laughs) us about dogs? I totally do. Sometimes I say things and I'm like, oh, I wish I had recorded that. And then I'm like, oh, we're recording. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Can we get can we get a can we get a zoom and enhance on that one? Zoom? Can we get a can we get a playback? Can we get an instant replay? Zoom and enhance? Okay, all right. Carrying on. So I'm here to talk to you today about brain training for old dogs. Oh, kawaii nay. Right? So we're here on sciencedaily.com uh, throwing us this article from 2018 that asks the question: could touch screen games become the new Sudoku of man's best friend? Oh my goodness, we love touchscreen games for pets. We, Nixie the podcast cat, Fifi, oh, she's Fifi the podcast cat, but I call her Nix. She, um, we often put on fish on the screen for her and she taps <gasps> I love the fish. that. I should show you. She's my cat really, Midna loves that as well. She's really good at it. Oh, that's so it's, cute. It's very fun. Heck yeah. So, okay, here we go. This is just real wholesome. Spoiling old dogs in their twilight years by retiring them to the sofa and forgiving them their stubbornness or disobedience doesn't do our four-legged friends any good. Regular brain training and lifelong learning create positive emotions and can slow down mental deterioration in old age, just like people, you guys. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Physical limitations, however, often do not allow the same sort of training as used in young dogs. In a new study, a team of researchers led by cognitive biologists from, oh boy, vet... Meduni, Vet Meduni, Vienna, proposed computer interaction as a practical alternative. So cute. In the training lab, old dogs responded positively to cognitive training using educational touchscreen games. I love this. My heart is melting. Can you hear my heart melt? I can hear your heart melting. <laughs> the aim now is to get the interactive dog Sudoku ready for home use. I just don't think it's Sudoku, but let's read on. <laughs> Tablet games like Sudoku for old dogs. At disobedience school, I just said disobedience school. That's weird. I think I'm feeling a bit rebellious today. (laughs) At obedience school or in private. (laughs) Thanks. 
Puppies and young dogs are socialised and challenged using a variety of training methods to help them integrate smoothly into our daily lives. As the dogs get older, however, (laughs) we... (laughs) Sorry, it's too much cute. I I lost English. We... (laughs) We increasingly and unconsciously reduce the level of regular training and challenges. Yet this restricts opportunities to create positive mental experiences for the animals, which remain capable of learning even in old age, explains first author Lisa Wallace. Mm. Thanks, Lisa. Cheers, Lisa. <laughs> As is the case with people, dop- oh, that's what I said. Dopamine. <laughs> Am I a scientist? <laughs> dopamine production in dogs also falls in old age, leading to a decline in memory and motivational drive. Poor babies. But this natural... Uh, mental deterioration can be countered with the specific training of cognitive skills. Under laboratory conditions, the training works using computer-based brain teasers. Brain really? teasers for doggos. This seems extra. Right? It does take some preparation to get the dogs used to the touch screen, of course. <laughs> but once the animals have got the trick, they turn into avid computer gamers. Okay, fam, where is the Twitch stream of a dog playing video games? We're not games? there yet. you got to slow it. down. I need it. Lisa, Lisa, I need it. Please further your research. Um, <laughs> touch <Not> Lisa, <laughs> work faster. First author, Lisa, get on it. Touchscreen interaction is usually analysed in young dogs, but we could show that old dogs also respond positively to this cognitive training method, says senior author Ludwig Uber. Excuse me, sir, I need you to get some gamers, some dog gamers on Twitch. Thank you and see you there. Above all, the prospect of a reward is an important factor to motivate the animals to do something new or challenging. Mentally fit four-legged gamers. Oh, that's a title. <laughs> Mentally fit. Mentally fit four-legged gamers. <laughs> there we go. Thank Fixed you. <laughs> Laboratory solution to be made available to the general public. Yes. Hell yeah. Using simple tasks that can be solved through touchscreen interaction, followed by a reward, even old dogs remain willing to learn. I'm just thinking of an old grandpa dog just playing his Sudoku. Uh, I don't think they play Sudoku. Okay, but they're relating it to that, so I'm imagining Sudoku. I think maybe they play Sudoku. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) That was so good. That's the best thing I've ever said in my life. I flung my head so far back when you said that with laughter. I can I came back with such force that I definitely put a bit, <laughs> a bit of the microphone in my mouth. Ideal. And I'm sorry. <laughs> it tastes clean. <laughs> it's definitely not because I know how often Zane cleans these Mike Wynn socks and it's not that often. Oh, it's not man. that often. Are they Wynn socks? Is that what they're called? Oh, pop, pop filters, of course. <laughs> <laughs> the positive feeling by what am I saying? The positive, <laughs> okay, done giggling. The positive feeling created by solving a mental challenge is comparable to the feeling that older people have when they learn something new, something they enjoy. That's what I do. Ah! Do you know that's kind of what I do for old people? Is when I teach, I teach ballroom dance. Yeah, uh, it's like a way to ward off dementia. Yeah, because it's a lot of problem solving. Heck yeah, when you're dancing, when you're ballroom dancing. I love that so much. My mummy. Maybe I should teach ballroom dancing to dogs. <laughs> Please I would do, do it. That. Like, try him a bitch. I would do it. Oh. <laughs> Female dog. Female dog. Female dog. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> this is a family family friendly podcast. We're just very excited about female dogs. Regular brain training 
shakes not only us but also dogs out of their apathy in old age, increasing motivation and engagement and thus maximising learning opportunities, says Uber. It is still Uber. Not- Uber. Oh, I thought you said Uber. Uber. And I was like, what's Uber got to do with this? Why they got their foot in everything? <laughs> Uber, <It> is- get out. <laughs> It is still not clear whether dogs slowly forget the things they once learned because of reduced powers of recollection or due to a lack of training in old age. The fact is, however, that lifelong... Do you know what? May I say something? Please. I think that's us. You know how they say all this rubbish about an old dog can't learn new tricks? Total rubbish. I think that's just about our ability to persist. Yes. Reflects more on how dogs forget things. I think that's about us getting lazy over time rather than like the actual dog. I feel like that applies to most dog problems. Just dropped it. Yeah. Have a nice day. Love it. It is still not clear whether dogs slowly forget the things they once. I have already read that. (laughs) The fact is, however, that lifelong learning with the touchscreen can help counteract this development. The research team hopes that this study will not only motivate technicians and software developers, but also interested dog owners to consider future cooperation. Do you know, though, I get genuinely worried that, you know how, like, toddlers these days tend to get obsessed with their electronics and it's really not good yeah. for them? I worry that we'll do that to dogs. Do you reckon? And they'll become really upset and they'll just be like, I just want my iPad back, give it back to me. They get hooked on it. But are they hooked on the iPad or are they hooked on getting a treat for playing games? Mm, I'm going to say iPad. So not the food? Mm. If you... Oh, combo. At some point, you stop giving them food for playing with the iPad, surely. And then they reckon like they just else. want the iPad. Yeah, then I reckon pe- they yeah, get addicted maybe. to that stimulation. That's that's a weird problem to have, isn't it? Mm. Just saying. I like to think ahead. Wallace. Yeah. Lisa Wallace. Oh, you're talking <laughs> to me. <laughs> <laughs> with your host, Wallace. <laughs> Our scientific- I like that. I'm going to be Wallace from now on. Lisa says, our scientific approach could result in an, ex- ooh, yeah, ooh, I'm excited. in an exciting citizen science project to increase the understanding of the importance of lifelong learning in animals. In animals. Yay. Hit up our show notes because this link will be there and you can actually go and read the journal. Read the research that this came out Y'all, of. Y'all, if you go and read the journal, let me know because I will send you $5. Uh, to anyone who reads this <laughs> journal, I will be so legitimately impressed. That you will send them money. Yeah, I'm going to test you on the content. But, like, if you sit down and read this journal, boy, $5. Look, whatever we need to get social media engagement. <laughs> I know you'll do it. <laughs> Producer Zane. And that's my story. Yay, Old doggies. Oh, new tricks. My turn. Your turn to hit me up with a breed girlfriend. Yeah, except I'm doing something. Oh, there was spit on my microphone and then I put my face in my microphone. I got the old spit on my face. That was gross. <laughs> that microphone didn't even touch my mouth. I'm doing something a little differently today. Ooh. Right? Okay. We're doing an extinct doggo. <gasps> love it, love it, love it. You're so good at these ones. Thank you. Tell They're me about fascinating it. to me. We are doing the court. Excuse me. Can I help you? Podcast cat is in box doing <laughs> a scratch. <laughs> popped up and was like hello hello can i help you <laughs> okay we are doing the cordoba fighting dog Ooh, fighting dog is problematic but please tell me more why is everything problematic with you that's its name okay all right all right okay tell me about it it's a good dog it has high stamina Ooh. okay 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 tell me about it it's an extinct breed of fighting dog the cordoba was a crossbreed of elena espanol mastiff bull terrier bulldog and boxer it was the dog to end all dogs. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Its temperament includes being very fierce, very aggressive, strong, vigorous, and relentless. Far out. Relentless. Damn. They were a heckin' doggo. Heckin' chongus. <laughs> I beg your pardon. Big 
Okay. Okay. Um, also known as the Perro de Pelea, Cordobes, Cordobes dog, or the Cordoba dog. Yes, that was my own accent. Cool. Welcome. Originally from Argentina. Oh, good. So the Cordoba fighting dog originated in Cordoba, Argentina. You're gotcha. Welcome. It was noted for its willingness to fight to the death and its high pain tolerance. Good grief. In These addition, poor dogs. many members of the breed died in dog fighting pits, contributing to the breed's, exti- the breed's extinction. Ew. The Cordoba was capable of hunting in a small pack of male and female. Otherwise, it was likely to turn on its pack mates. Holy moly, brutal. Like a Chinese fighting fish. Yeah, so brutal. Chinese? Siamese. Siamese. I knew, I knew there was an E's in there and I yeah. got the wrong one. I'm sorry. Uh, the Doggo Argentino is directly derived from this breed. Do you remember the Doggo Argentino? I think I've mentioned them before. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, in the 1920s, breeders developed the Doggo Argentino by crossing the Cordoba fighting dog with other breeds such as the Great Dane, the Great Pyrenees, Bulldog, Bull Terrier and Dog de Bordeaux. Dog de Bordeaux. Dog de Bordeaux. So there's not um, – a whole lot on them because obviously they're extinct. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically they were just these like huge, huge heckin dogs that were used in like fighting rings. Can you spell it for me? C-O-R-D-O-B-A. B-A. Cordoba fighting dog. Fighting dog. It just so makes you- me think of capoeira in Bob's <laughs> So Oh yeah, they... They are. They were big old doggos. <laughs> the la- the extra large ones were fifty five to ninety pounds, Whoa. and the extra extra large ones were ninety to one hundred and twenty pounds. Holy moly! That is a lot. That yep. is a lot. Um, f- for those of you who don't know pounds, that's one hundred and twenty pounds is fifty five kilos. Yep. Oh, fifty four. Pretty big. That's a person. Yep. Oh my god. Yep. Oh my dog. Um, so basically the breeders in Cordoba developed a new fighting breed based primarily on the bull terrier, but with crosses to a number of other breeds. Mm-hmm. The resulting breed became known as the fighting dog of Cordoba or Cordoba fighting dog. It is unclear exactly what breeds went into the development, but local um, Alanis and Staffordshire bull terrier will almost certainly use other breeds, which may be influenced include the Prero de Presa Canario, Villa Brasileiro, English bulldog, English mastiff, boxer, bullenweiser, and the American pit bull terrier. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Closely resembled a bull terrier, but was significantly taller and with a head more reminiscent of an Alano. Although the breed apparently came in colors such as brindle and fawn, Argentine fanciers greatly preferred a solid white dogs, which became one of the dog's trademarks. Right. Legendary for its ferocity and courage in the ring, the breed was said to never back down no matter the odds against it and exhibited extreme aggression with other dogs. Good grief. Um, it was very – the dog was so aggressive it was very difficult to breed them. A male and female would usually engage in bloody combat rather than mating. I'm so curious about this whole nurture nature thing because I'm gonna go a whole bunch of nurture. Nurture, in there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, certainly nature. You're putting a lot of traditionally very aggressive dogs right. into one breed, mm-hmm. but I also think if they were constantly told to fight, fight, there was fight, such fight, a dog fighting culture. Yeah, then it's gonna be a lot of nurture. Um, local hunters quickly discovered that the same qualities made the Cordoba fighting dog a peerless fighting dog also made it useful for hunting boar. So they would run loose and provide a source of food. The wild hogs of Argentina eventually became an agricultural pest as well as being extremely dangerous. So the fighting dogs were one of the only breeds that possessed both the courage to take on a wild boar and the strength to hold onto it until its master could arrive to kill it. Oh man, that's so cool. (sighs) Um, They're also capable of hunting with... um, 
one dog of the opposite sex, but this was not always the case. So like I said before, they had male and female yeah, in, sure. in the hunting pack. So long as they didn't turn against each other. Mm, mm-hmm. Anyway, that's I, I won't go too much into it because it is <laughs> a little bit violent. <laughs> it's a bit intense. Yeah, but um, I, I just wanted to talk about a dog that we don't have around anymore. And yeah, I don't want to say it's good that we don't have this breed around anymore, but I feel like it would be It's good that we don't have, have the culture today. that yeah. – uh, that I mean, there's came obviously of- still a lot of horrible places that do dog fights and yeah. underground um, betting for, for dog fighting, but it's it's good that we don't kind of have this culture of really, really tough dogs that just maim each other. Yeah. Um, oh, man. That hurts my anyway, a little bit. kind of fascinating. I mean, I, I think if we did have them today, they're like a really fascinating breed and it would be so interesting to try and figure out how to tame them and, yeah. and um, train them and – Nurture work them with them well so they were good pets rather than or even wild animals rather than um aggressive fighting dogs yeah <laughs> but anyway i stumbled across them in my in my search for breeds and i just thought what a fascinating dog i mean they look really cool yeah they they sound amazing they almost wolf like but just <gasps> stronger like not as lean even just very aggressive so anyway cool dog some interesting stuff around there but anyway i i won't go too much more into it because like Gets very violent. Yeah, wolves like dogs, huh? Cordoba fighting dog. I know you do. Um, You know, people actually try to ask whether dogs should eat wolf diets. Um, What's a wolf diet? What's in a wolf diet? Like a raw, a raw diet. Um, Like raw by Beck. I don't know what that is. It's like it's a nutrition fad in Brisbane at the moment. (laughs) Um, Just like raw recipes, grain free raw diets, and that is what my tip and trick is for today. Some oh, recipes. That was a good segue. Thanks. <laughs> well done. Can this podcast just be that sound effect over and over again? Yes. Producer Zane. Producer Zane is definitely Zane. shaking his head. <laughs> <laughs> that was so incredibly rude. I don't even know what to say. Wow. Um, as a vet. Are you a vet? No, oh. this this article says that uh, raw like. diets, when analysed, usually differ a lot from what studies show dogs need. Um, for example, they provide a screenshot. Check out the show notes if you want to have a see. Stop that shows show a diet advised by a local pet nutritionist. If this was a commonly prepared food, it would be a scandal. A scandal. Um, and also, there is good evidence that dogs and wolves don't eat the same thing. But. Um, if you would like to kind of get into this raw food for your dog because people are just obsessed with diets. But I know um, when we were talking about Czech- Czechoslovakian wolf dogs, um, the one I was referring to on Instagram, they do – wolf dog of London, by the way uh, – they do raw diets uh, because really? it is that big wolfy dog. So anyway, I just wanted to chuck you a By raw, do you mean you're not cooking it? Yes. Uncooked. Right. But it's still meat. Yes. Right. Correct. Yeah, I, raw in our culture today has come to mean like, oh, I eat plant and vegetable matter only. Like I eat raw diet. Yeah, silly. Rather than like this is raw chicken. Legitimately raw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so I, I thought you were talking about like a plant-based diet for dogs and I was like, that's, that's not a good thing. I would not endorse that. No, sir. Um but let me – yeah, let me give you the ingredients because there's definitely meat in there. Um, so we've got a homemade raw dog recipe and it serves the requirements of an eight-kilo dog for three to four days, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, that's like a Zola-sized dog. Is oh, Zola eight kilos? No, 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 no. That's, that's a, a bit lie. Much. She's like five. 
We've got like a, a medium-sized dog recipe for three to four days. Cool. So what you need is 250 grams of chopped beef or lamb raw. <laughs> In bold. Raw. Raw. Because this is a raw recipe. One cup of chopped carrots. Also raw. One cup of chopped apple. Also raw. Uh, a quarter. Say raw one more time. Raw. Thank you. <laughs> a quarter of a cup of frozen peas defrosted. One and a half cups chopped pumpkin or squash. Two thirds of a cup of brown or basmati rice. Hey, this is cooked. Wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. What do you mean you're not feeding your dogs raw, uncooked rice? That would be horrible. Just that would awful. be like a thousand tiny knives, like stabbing you in the throat. <laughs> Bit of an aggressive mood there today. Could have a fighting dog. <laughs> um, you want three cooked cups of rice. Uh, raw in terms of the beef, lamb, carrots and apple. Four teaspoons of sunflower oil. Four really? grains of fish oil. Fish oil is good for... Joints. <laughs> yes. And is it not? Did I mean, I it stutter? is. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not where I expected you to go. Because I was telling you what fish oil was good for, and that oh, is... I guessed. Oh. Joints? I mean, oh, sorry. I didn't get the question mark in there. Uh, I don't know. This one in particular. <laughs> this one in particular. And cut. All right. We'll start that one again. Uh, <laughs> rewind. Uh, fish oil, I know, is good for dogs with dry skin. Also yeah. cats with dry skin. Yeah. So if you have a dandruffy dog... Do you know a dog, dog with dry skin? No, but I know my cat had dry skin and my... Vet was like, yo, give us some fish oil. I was like, cool. But don't cats like fish? Yes. So I guess it'd be easy to give them fish oil. What do you yeah, mean? Thank you for listening. Okay. Uh, method uh, is just no need to get fancy. Don't don't tell me what there's no need for. I'll make I'll this get as fancy, fancy as, as I want. I want to get yeah. fancy. <laughs> yeah, you tell I'm them. a fancy lady. Number one, cook the rice and pumpkin together until soft and allow to cool. Number two, mix in the raw ingredients. Dogs, mostly also like the peas raw. Don't mix in the dogs. <laughs> There's a bracket. <laughs> then bracket properly, please. In brackets. Dogs mostly also like their peas raw. Number three, feed the required quantity per raw day. Peas. Hold on. Go back. They don't love you like I love you. What do you mean raw peas? Like defrosted peas. That's gross. Okay, Is but you're not, not a dog. <laughs> I don't like peas full stop. I love peas. Mostly a dog. Does Zane like peas? <laughs> What the hell? Oh, ow. <laughs> okay, apparently Nick's likes peas too because she just bit me. <laughs> she should have you. She literally just jumped on me and bit me. We love a podcast cat that loves peas. Rude. Also dogs. Dogs that like peas. Oh, sorry, Karen. Defrosted. Raw. Uh, number three, feed the required quantity per day and refrigerate the remainder. And four, it can be refrigerated for three days or frozen for two weeks. I like how step three tells you to refrigerate and then step four tells you about more about the refrigeration. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, but you can Sorry, also, did you want us to refrigerate that? Is that what you want? I missed it. I think I think you need to say refrigerate again. Refrigerate. Thank you. Other That's ingredients um, you can include could be this is a bit odd, to be honest. So like do with it. look anyway. into it. Have a look at this website. But only it does do what's say, best for your pet. Um Analysis of most, almost any homemade meal would show multiple vitamin and mineral deficiencies. In practice, this may be tolerated by your dog, but I recommend I being the vet and not me. I recommend a vitamin and mineral supplement. Uh, something called 
Oh, I think it's just a bit of an ad. But other uh, thing, we got a bit of a plug. If you're not using whatever the plug they're talking about, which I'm not going to talk about, if you're not using that, the following supplements can be ground together and mixed in with the recipe after cooling. This is so weird. I found that weird. You can get one zinc tablet. Really? One trace nutrients copper plus tablet. Really? Uh, this just one, sounds like one of those things to give your dog like yellow pee. Oh. One gram of iodized salt or one Centrum Advanced multivitamin. One gram of salt? That's one like gram three grains. Iodized salt, yeah. It's still not very much. Well, you don't want a lot. Dogs, dogs don't do well yeah, with but a lot of salt. Was, surely there would be enough salt in like chicken or whatever. Well. Oh, we want the iodized salt. Yeah. Um, bit interesting. Most dog owners will have a favorite extra ingredient like chia or sardines. Oh, cute. Chia? I don't feed this stuff to myself, let alone my dog. <laughs> Goodness me. Um, for the vet, each of their dogs gets fish oil. If you're feeding something unusual, it's a good idea to check with your vet first. Also be careful with large amounts of oil due to the risk of pancreatitis. Uh, and That's cheerful. The end? But yeah, that's it. You're just cooking a meal for your dog. I think it's more about bonding with your doggo, to be honest, making a, making a little vitamins. homemade meal. Maybe not. I'm, I feel so weird about the vitamins. The vitamins are very weird. I've never heard that before in my life. What? Crushing vitamins. vitamins to give no. to you. Know. I would definitely look that up and check with your vet before you try anything like that. Please, please, please um, do. And we always recommend you you check things specific to your dog's needs with your vet and, and look them up for yourself. Um, of course, we only have suggestions here. But yeah, that, that does seem like a really weird one. Check it. Make it. Take a photo of it. Send it to our socials. We'll love you forever. Mm. I will love you forever. I'll love you till next year. That's specific. I'm Why? I'm tired. I'm out of love. Ow. You know what you need? Set me free. You need more dogs. Let me out this. You need more dogs in your misery. life. Misery. Okay. This is still going. Anyway. Show me the way. Ah, that was a homemade raw dog recipe. Yeah, that was cool. Thanks for that one. Yeah, you're so welcome. I'm sorry I got bitten in the middle of it. it was not my intention. I'm not sorry because you hate peas. <laughs> I do hate peas. How they taste like gross in my mouth. We've definitely had this conversation before it's on the podcast. It's one of the only vegetables that as an adult has not changed. You know, like when you're adult, like you're like, you eat a vegetable and you're like, yeah, this makes sense now. Peas still don't make sense to me. I need to get you some of my mum's nope. like pea nope. gravy. Nope. Sounds disgusting. Mushy peas on a pie. Don't, not don't mushy. talk to me. I don't care. I don't want them. Get out your life with my peas. Okay. Well, me and all my dogs will be eating peas and you'll be sad and, uh, and bitten and bitten by a cat. <laughs> Sounds like my life right now. Ow! If you want to check us out online, we're on Facebook, Twitter, <laughs> and Instagram at floof, F-L-O-O-F, and or an ampersand, Papa, P-U-P-P-E-R podcast. That's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We love hearing from you, so please keep your messages and photos rolling in. Yes, please. Thanks to That's Not Canon Productions for hosting us Thank today. Thank you. You can also find us there at that'snotcanon.com. We have merch. We've got more about the show and other shows. You can check us out there anytime. Also, guys, did you know that we have stickers? Because we have stickers and I love them. If you want a sticker, message us directly and we will send you a sticker. Yay. Oh, I'm getting a call. Got to go. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Bok, Had bok. a lot of doggos. Goodbye. Bok, bok. Good. The TV shows we watch say a lot about ourselves. Like how political dramas allow Kurt to escape from real-world politics. And how Jane's obsessed with identity themes in teen drama. <laughs> it can be tricky to work out why we love the things that we love. And that's why we started the podcast, Nady Look. 
bothers me in superhero shows. Right. I don't know why. Each week we pick an episode of one of our favourite TV shows and force the <laughs> other person to watch it. Sometimes we actually manage to convince each other that these shows are great. I really appreciate that it could be super expository without being super expository. And sometimes we, mostly Jane, uh, pulls them to absolute pieces. Hey, you can't just hang a lantern on it and expect me not to notice that that's a dumb plot point to get you from A to B. It's always a pretty fun time. And sometimes we discover new things about ourselves, our friendship, or something about the media we consume. Oh, our friendship. Yeah. <laughs> Come find us. Made You Look is now available on the That's Not Canon podcast network. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.